Welcome to College Football Roundtable, your source for college football coverage, including major storylines, playoffs, can't miss game previews, and picks each week. Join your hosts, Dan, Rob, and Jordan at the roundtable for a show unlike anything else. As for Football presents the College Football Roundtable. Unless you've been living under a rock, there is a 12-team playoff coming soon to college football. Uh, I think they're going to start at a little bit early so they can work out the kinks, but then it'll really start counting in 2026. Michigan and Georgia both have big wins. LSU blocks a kick that probably gave most of their fans a heart attack, and uh, (laughs) that game was wild. But anyway, what a week for college football. Week one was great. What's up, Trash Talkers? Welcome back to the College Football Roundtable. Or if you prefer Ring Knocker Radio, and we may not have to change that moniker now because we actually got an NCO on here with uh, Trigger Joe, who's calling in from Atlanta. Hey, now. We've got Dano Ikebesa in Coastal Connecticut, and I'm your host, Rob, the Angry Colonel. But how's it going today, guys? Good, man. Crazy. What a weekend. I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed myself, though, to be honest with you. Uh, how about you? Uh, well, football came back around, man. I, I, it was, it was absolutely beautiful. I got to watch Michigan game with my father, which I, you know, you guys, we all served. You know how, uh, you know how, uh, it's not the family times are are real nice. So it was, it was beautiful to be able to watch a game with my old man for a while, for once. So, yep, Michigan looked good, ish. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's everybody's comp- comment this week. Like, hey, there's some good things and some bad things, but it is week one. So we'll figure mm-hmm. it out uh, as the season goes on. Dan, how about you? What games did you watch this weekend? Uh, probably my favorite game that Army was not involved with was uh, UConn getting a win. Um, you know, they're still playing a true freshman quarterback, which I confess I do not understand. But, hey, what are you going to do? And plus, uh, four beating, Florida beating Utah in the Swamp. I thought that was that was um, – that was cool. And then, of course, the game of the weekend was probably UNC at App State with the only onside kick returned for a touchdown I think I've ever seen. So that was crazy. But, yeah, anyway, wild weekend. Yeah, apparently they phoned in the defense on Saturday. Um, and App State and <laughs> North Carolina just decided to have a old uh, shootout. Yeah, absolutely. Track meet. Like I was watching really- that one with the Michigan game. That was a highly entertaining football. I actually enjoyed Notre Dame and Ohio State, believe it or not, I like to scout our enemies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, nice. you know, Ohio State, I tell you, the one thing they did that made me nervous is they looked a lot like Michigan in the fourth quarter of the Ohio State game last mm-hmm. year. They said, all right, fourth quarter time, boys. We're bigger, stronger, faster. Now we're going to be bullies. And no, I know Colonel Rob loved that because that's his favorite spot of the, on the field. But uh, they, they dominated in the trenches, but it was like it took them two and a half quarters to wake up. Yeah, I think I think that was pretty uh pretty interesting game to watch just based off of how the play went. And and for me, I'm disappointed that Oregon didn't play better. I expect more out of the Ducks in the first ten games of the season, and then the last three I can just give those away because I usually think that they're going to fall flat on that. But the one thing that I think that is going to happen is Georgia has a Heisman sleeper in Stetson Bennett. That kid is legit yeah. good. I think he's been. Uh, underpulled, overlooked, and he's got a chip on his shoulder this weekend or this season. So I think he's going to show up and and play a lot better. And mm. hell, he he basically won the national championship for Georgia last year. And I think people have forgotten that. And uh, he's going to make us all remember. 
And then the other thing is, uh, as I was at the Coastal Carolina game, did not see very many mullets. So I'm kind of disappointed because Jordan on the As Football Show was talking about, you know, how they're all hillbillies and rednecks. However, when you see hillbillies and rednecks, you expect the mullet to make a larger comeback. Because, I mean, you're on the Redneck Riviera down there. Yes, for sure. And so I was expecting a lot more uh, long hair. I was really looking to see somebody that kind of matched the old, uh, old boy from Eastbound and Down. I was trying to trying to see if I could get a little bit of that action, but uh, did not show up. Joe, so before we move on into the top ten, <sighs> you watched some games this weekend. Who's your Blue Falcon of the week? Well, I'm not going to name any names until it's absolutely blatant, but I'm not going to blame two freshmen who can't even buy a beer either. I am going to blame the special teams coach at LSU because, sir, you make more money than I do. And everybody <laughs> knows on an extra point, you don't block out on the edge. You block down. That guy's got the shorter route. So what do you do? You put a freshman there and a freshman kicking the ball. So my Blue Falcon of the week is LSU special teams coach, and I do know his name. Not going to out him, but you failed your team, sir. Get your Blue Falcon T-shirt. Yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like a real prize that uh, is not going to be coveted by most people. However, Those boys were not trained. Yeah, mm. that, that's unfortunate for them to play as well as they did and then to lose it on special teams. But I, I'm in special teams is one of the aspects of the game, and if you win special teams, you usually win the game, and that's exactly what happened. All right, let's roll into the top ten, Dan, if you don't mind. Number one, Georgia. Wow. It took, it took a week of actual football for them to be number one. What a world. Uh, number two, Alabama, no argument. Number three, Ohio State. Eh. Number four, Michigan. Oh, you got some blood feud there. Uh, number five, Oklahoma. Number six, Michigan State. Number seven, Oklahoma State finally getting some recognition. Number eight, number eight Texas A&M. Number nine, Baylor. And number 10, Clemson. Eh, it's early. I have no issues. Yeah, it, it's early. The only thing I still think Clemson's a little bit overrated, but their offense did perform last night against uh, Georgia Tech. And hey, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to jump on the uh, the Clemson bandwagon just yet because I, I just think that uh, like they miss Trevor with the good hair and they're. How about back. they put the fourth wheel on that thing and then I might consider taking a ride. Yeah, no way. Sorry. Hey, look, I'll say the same thing about Michigan, and Colonel Rob knows how much I love Michigan. I think four is too high for my boys. I don't like them up that high. That means somebody's going to knock your head off. So yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, and I also think, and this is one of the things that's later on in the in the outline, but we talked about it last season. There were like 58 games where, you know, ranked on ranked matchups, and there's a lot of turnover in the top 25. So if you're in the top 25, you are on notice from, you know, preseason until the end of the year. But particularly if you're in that top five spot, like people are gunning for you. And that is just a fact of college football. But we'll move on to the service academy. Hey, all three service academies played this weekend. Army lost a game where the offense outperformed the defense, which is very rare in the case of Army. Uh, being being at the game, you know, biggest thing is I just don't want it to become a trend. I almost had a heart attack when they threw the the interception. And really, that really, like, honestly, if you wanted to see momentum shift, that was the game to watch after that that interception happened. Like, all the momentum went to the coastal side. But uh, Army plays UTSA this week. So that should be a good one. Navy lost to the Blue Hens of Delaware. I really don't want to talk about that game other than the fact that it was abysmal on both sides. I mean, for a FCS team that is ranked as high as Delaware to play as crappy as they did, and for Navy to play as bad as they did, it should have been, it literally should have been like 21 to 7 or probably 28 yep. to 7, but yeah. Delaware couldn't capitalize on the turnovers. 
Can I, but, can I uh, just point out one thing before you go on? Yeah. 184 yards rushing for the mids, 2.9 yards per carry, four fumbles, three lost. Oh, that's it. Yeah, like you're you're not you're not gonna win. They take on no. Memphis. Memphis is uh, starting to become a powerhouse in the American, so they got some tough sledding this week. Uh, don't expect Ooh. good things out of Navy, at least not next this week. Uh, Air Force beat Northern Iowa in an untelevised game, which kind of sucked because I would like to see some highlights. If they scored 48 points, I'd like to see who the threats were in that point. I think it's a shame because that game should have been televised. Vice that heart garbage that we saw from Navy and. Uh, the Zoomies got uh, the buffs and in Colorado, so that should be no altitude game. So it'll be a pretty even matchup in that one. Uh, Commander Chiefs trophy status, real quick, uh, no change. Thank goodness it's not based off of records because if it was Air Force, we'd take it home today. Uh, Dan, uh, we'll talk really quickly uh, about the FCS academies. Yeah, Coast Guard went 0-1 after losing their opening game to the University of New England. They are playing my wife's alma mater, Curry College. She did not graduate from there, but she did attend Curry for her first two years. Uh, Merchant Marine Academy is also 0-1 after losing to FDU Florham. Wow, these names. On Parents' Weekend. Oh, God, that's awful. Uh, they take on SUNY Maritime this Saturday at home. I guess I'm going to have to root for SUNY Maritime because I, I work with quite a few uh, alum from there. Uh, real question is, when does the Space Force Academy show up? Uh, you know, the Zoomies have the Space Force unis this year for when they stomp Navy. They can stomp Navy in the Star Trek uniforms. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hopefully they'll yeah, probably spe- put Navy speaking, in of, suits. speaking of Navy on a serious point, and I, I don't mean to bash the service academies, never, never do, but I will say this. With the amount of size and talent that they put on the field, Navy, if you're coughing up the ball, you have no chance. Because that is the one thing Army did right that year when they came into Michigan and almost beat Michigan at home. Mm. They don't cough up the ball. They don't make stupid. They they don't lose games by turnovers. So if you're you got to fix that problem quick, or you're gonna have you, you're not gonna be able to run the ball. And if you can't run the ball in your Navy, what can you do? Mm. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it's gonna be a long season for them if they don't <laughs> like. They have ball control issues as well as a, a pretty tough you know pretty tough schedule and because they're playing in a conference everybody gets the same uh, opportunity to prepare for them because they're scheduled you know it's not like a, a team taking on army you know like oh we scheduled them three years from now and we don't see that type of option every week so i think it's going to be an interesting how it goes down Talk about games of the week a really quick friday night lights you've got louisville ucf so if you guys are a former scott uh scott frost fan or golden knights fan they'll be on 7 30 on espn2 you got Boise State at New Mexico. Those are your Friday night games. Uh, noon kickoffs, you got Ohio. At first, I, I had to do a double take. I thought it was like Ohio State and Penn State coming out the gate. I was like, damn, that that's a tough schedule <laughs> for the Buckeyes. And then I went back and looked at it again, and I was like, oh, it's Ohio. Anyway, Wake Forest takes on Vandy. That'll be on the SEC Network. Of course, UTSA and Army. You got Southern Miss and uh, Miami. That'll be an interesting match- matchup, I think. Uh and then moving on to the, the later kickoffs in the afternoon and evening, you've got Marshall taking on Notre Dame. That could be an interesting game. Like if they have a we are Marshall moment and Notre Dame is still trying to shake off the cobwebs from, you know, a great game. They played pretty tough against Ohio State, but uh, hopefully they don't have a, a mental meltdown and get tripped up. Uh, I think it's going to be the other way around and uh, Marshall's going to stumble into a wounded dog's backyard. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree That's with exactly that. That's exactly what I think's going down. I think I'm actually very comfortable with getting Notre Dame given 20, to be honest with you. I don't know. I just I, I see what you're saying for a letdown game, but the talent I saw against Ohio State, they played them very, very tough mm. for more than a half of football. And, you know, the breaks were the breaks. 
So, yeah, I, yeah, I see them st- beating Marshall by three scores. Yeah, okay. And that's just my, just my guess. Yeah, that'll be an interesting matchup. And, of course, hey, I want to see this game based off of the way that they played West Virginia, Tennessee, and Pitt. So Pitt snuck into the top 25, their 17th rank, playing Tennessee. Again, Tennessee putting a whooping on Ball State. I mean, I don't know how to I don't know how to take that game because Ball State beat Army last year and Army should have beat them pretty handily. But the whooping that Tennessee put on them. But this is not the second coming of T. Martin or, uh, or, or Peyton Manning. <laughs> so Tennessee fans don't get too happy. I know Dan that you're a Tennessee fan, but I just don't think that uh, they're going to be able to keep that momentum all season. Uh, another game, USC versus Stanford. That's going to be a former Pac-12 once they move over to the Big 12. Mm. And then you've got a uh, ranked-on-ranked matchup with Baylor at BYU, which will be Ken Niamatololo's new assistant coaching job after he gets booted from Navy this season. And I say that at not <laughs> not jokingly because Navy is looking pretty bad. One of the things that we talked about last year, and it was a big discussion that we had, all season long was a ranked on ranked matchups. There was like 60 people that got bumped off during the regular season. This wasn't, you know, playoff stuff that's completely different. But in the regular season, you had 60 ranked teams kind of get bumped out. But uh, other than that, we'll flip it back over to Dan. And what is your game of the week this week? So not to be a homer, but UTSA at Army is a super interesting game. One of these teams, you know, top level mid-majors is going to start 0-2. That's big deal, I think. Uh, I'm with you. Tennessee at Pitt might tell us something about the overall level of the SEC. You know, every every year everybody says, oh, the Vols are back. And it's like Texas. Like, they're never quite back. Uh, number 24, mm-hmm. Houston at Texas Tech. Man, are, are, are the Cougars good? Like, they looked like they were asleep for about three quarters. And then all of a sudden they dropped 17 points in the fourth quarter to actually go ahead with 38 seconds or 28 seconds left of UTSA dangerous way to live. And yet if you watch Houston football, that's exactly what they do every week. And finally, number 20 Kentucky at Florida dudes are going to be saying the Gators are back if they win. So yeah, I'm here for yeah, it. For sure. Uh, yeah. Games that I'm going to watch, of course. I, hey, look, I'll probably be watching the Buckeyes. I'm just watching to see if Arizona state or Arkansas state can pull it out and, and cover. Uh, the offensive performance wasn't so great uh, out of Ohio State. I think it's going to take him another week or two because oh. if you watched how if you had watched how C.J. Stroud was throwing, he was throwing like he was early last season too. A lot of low balls, a lot of wide balls, but uh, not as accurate. I think he's going to fix that by the middle of the season. But I think you know Arkansas State might sneak in and get a second uh, second win and cover uh, next week or this week coming up. Uh, Again, I like that Houston-Texas Tech matchup. Not going to dive too deep into that one. Arizona State and Oklahoma State. I think that one will be an interesting game on ESPN, too, because Oklahoma State is starting to become a powerhouse very, very quietly. Mm. They're not getting that national recognition. They're playing at 7.30, so that's kind of a middle-of-the-night game. It's probably going to be it, – it'll be a 4.30 kick at Arizona if they're, or they're at Oklahoma State either way. But uh, Arizona State, really, really odd team. You know, They have streaks of brilliance, and then they play like crap. We'll see which team shows up against Oklahoma State. Hopefully they rise to the occasion. It's a much tighter tighter contest. And then Hawaii at Michigan, everybody's dreading that one because if I'm Hawaii having to fly all the way to the Midwest, play in the big house, that's going to be a tough game regardless of how good Hawaii is or not. I think uh, playing in the big house, is it's a game changer for any team because it's orders of magnitude larger than any other stadium that they'll play in, but we'll pass it over to Joe. And what games are you watching this week? Yeah, I'll, I'll obviously catch some of the Wolverines game. You know, that, that 
if that stays close, then I probably won't watch it at all because I'll be grossed out by how awful that would be. But uh, I, honestly, I think Baylor um, going into BYU plus three and a half. Dude, I love that. I'll, I'll take Baylor plus three and a half going into BYU. So I'll probably be watching that game because I'm probably going to lay a little bit of money on it. And uh, I like Oklahoma State against Arizona, only giving up 11. To be honest, I, I think that uh, OK State it feels exactly like what you guys were saying. They feel a little bit like, all right, no one's giving us any attention. So they're getting yeah. a night game. They're getting yeah. an Arizona State team that's very vulnerable, and they can light up the scoreboard. And they don't, I, didn't, I didn't think they played that great against Central Michigan. So um, that that was uh, – yeah, I think they backed. Well, yeah, they ended up they ended up giving up a ton of points because I, I turned that game off and then turned it back and was like, "Whoa, how did this happen?" So um, I also like App State and going into Texas A and M because they're only uh, calling that to be a fifty-two and a half over under. They're going over that margin big time, <laughs> big time. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're going to hang a big number up. It's going to be bigger than fifty-two and a half. Yeah, it's going to be a basketball score in that one. I think those guys are going to yeah. play. And App State is surprisingly good as well. I think it's just a matter of, yeah. of you know, it's it's the track meet versus ball control. And sometimes uh, that's going to be a race to 60. Whoever scores 60 points first is probably going to win that game, unfortunately, for, you know, the fans that have heart attacks every time that, you know, somebody is touching the ball. All right. Well, yeah. let's pick some games real quick. Weekly Locks. Quick and... Dan, what are your what are your picks? I went one and two last week. Um, you know, like I said, Florida covered. Everybody else pretty much ate it. Uh, I took App State, and they covered plus two and a half, which is what I made on this show. But by the time I actually put it into the little thing for the cruiserweight title, the line had moved to plus one and a half, which that obviously did not cover. Um, and then Houston, they didn't cover. Anyway, I took Army plus two at home. Talked about this a little bit more on the other show, but. Uh, you know, Army gets three points for a home field advantage. Houston coming off triple overtime. That's probably worth a half point. UTSA going west to east, two time zones. That's probably worth a point, point and a half. All in, that's five points plus Army's getting to. Like, just the numbers of that are are good, even though it wouldn't surprise me particularly if UTSA won by more than two points. Um, Memphis minus six and a half at Navy. Dude, I do not believe in that Navy team. I do not believe in them. And finally, La Tech minus 10 and a half at Eastern Michigan. I'm sorry, versus Eastern Michigan, hosting Eastern Michigan. Like, I have no idea. that That's a weird, like, La Tech is a good team. EMU, I don't trust. I don't know. I, I have no and reason should. that's not going to be a blowout. <laughs> yeah, so games I'm looking at really quick. Uh, again, as I mentioned before, Arkansas State at Ohio State, I think they'll cover. Uh, I mean, 44 points is a pretty wide margin, and I think uh, unlike some other coaches in the Big Ten and elsewhere in the, in the country, I think uh, Ryan Day lets off the gas as well. And we had talked about that before. You know, when you get up, keep playing the game, but then you let off the gas just because you want to preserve your players. You don't want to put your starters at risk and, and keep them in the game. Another game I'm eyeballing, they have it at 7.5 for uh, – Arkansas and uh, South Carolina. So you got USC and South Carolina. That looks like a good game. The, it's 52 and a half for the over under, but I'm going to take the points on South Carolina. I think they'll cover seven and a half. The way that the offense look, you know, I mean, Spencer Rattler, like surprise, surprise, goes to a different team, different attitude, and, and he's playing a little bit better. So I'm going to give him the nod on that one. And then the last game that I am going to pick which I am not 100% sure of at all, just because I think the line will move, 
is Wake Forest versus Vandy. Vandy's 2-0 and already because they've had two back-to-back weeks, so they played week zero and week one, and they're having them plus eight. I think I'm going to call the upset on that one. I think Vandy may actually freaking pull it out and upset Wake Forest. Dude, no just, way. No way. Hey, they're, I'm telling you. I just got a, right. I got a, I got a feeling in my gut. Let's talk yeah. about this next week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's no yeah, way. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I may, I may be, I may be breaking out my uh, utensils to pro. We'll, we'll but, talk about uh, this again, won't we? Yeah, yeah, of course it's going to come back up. But I, I, I legitimately, I legitimately think like, like Vanderbilt is trying to trying to build a better team, and that's all I will say. I won't say that they're back because they're not. They've never been a powerhouse in football. But you know, if you can go two and zero, there's a little bit of confidence in there. You also have to think that uh, you know Wake Forest is down their QB, so there's a chance. So that's all I'm going to say. And uh, we'll pass it over to Joe. Joe, what are you thinking this week? All right. Now, you warned me. Don't do this. Uh, but I'm like a kid in an ice cream truck with money in my pocket. I, I got to pick every game. Um, no, but I'm going to pick four. All right. And uh, I'm, I'm going two. I'm going two home chalks. Heavy. Um, Notre Dame, minus 20 against Marshall. I think they, uh, I think they make it very convincing, put it that way. I'm very comfortable with that. And Miami at home against Southern Miss, giving them 25 and a half. Southern Miss just lost to Liberty at home. Mm-hmm. Miami just looked like uh, they they had four or five, four by 100 meter Olympians running around out there. And I know who they played, but they lit it up. And um, I think they're going to roll. Um, so I like Miami minus 25 and a half at home. Um, and then that App State, Texas A&M game. 50, at 52 and a half. This is, this is the numbers I just looked up because the, uh, that South Carolina state game or South Carolina game, they're getting more points. Now I believe it was at eight and a half. So, wow. uh, so yeah, that, that, that line might move the Notre Dame lines already moved one point in a day. Um, I expect it to move even further. So, um, but I got Texas A&M app state over 52 and a half. And I like Baylor, uh, getting three and a half on the road at BYU. I just I I think BYU is one of those teams that's like yeah we'll stick them in the top twenty five, but they don't really mm. know. And uh, I think Baylor's a legit top fifteen team. They go in there and handle business, and they're getting points. I like them to win outright. Yeah, it's a good question. You know, BYU theoretically won the Pac twelve last year, even though they're independent. They're not playing a yeah. Pac twelve team, and that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So I think this is pretty good. We had a really good discussion. Uh, my favorite thing I actually bought up on the other show as well, just ran into one of my old soldiers that I hadn't seen in a long time. It's super, super cool. I got to sit down on the, you know, the coastal Carolina side and it was still the home side because I had somebody that I've known for years sitting with me and we were getting to chat. Uh, one of the things that you can do is like, if you're not a Patreon for Ask for Football, you should sign up. Uh, one of the reasons why is the Firsty Club. If you are in the Firsty Club, you get to t- chat with the Ask for Football team. Joe's going to be in there. He's going to be uh, giving some notes on the the midpoint kind of betting guidance Ooh. right yep check check with me check with me at halftime of the noon and 3 30 games because i always make a move and i got in on ohio state minus seven and a half last week and boom so there it is that's good we got a bunch of yeah. inveterate gamblers in there like yeah. some of those dudes <laughs> lay some real money every week yeah yeah so i think you know so, so i hit a five-team parlay i mean yeah, thanks wow. to pittsburgh and houston uh yeah, but so i had a couple of nail biters at the end yeah, so so Joe's going to be our props and parlay guy. So if you like props and parlay bets in college football, 
you're looking at the guy who's going to be able to give you uh, some insights on that and see what he's picking. I think this is going to be good for the season. Hey, I, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. It sucks that Army lost. It's great that Navy lost. It's kind of disappointing that I didn't get to watch the Air Force game. And then, of course, like one of these things that uh, they got to do is is stop stop uh, scheduling all the teams that I like at the same time. Hmm. You got to yeah. get more TVs. That's yeah. I had three TVs yeah. out there last uh, last oh. weekend. Yeah, that's a technique <laughs> as well. But uh, I think this is going to be a good season. And yeah, Joe, we appreciate having you on. This is going to be yeah, uh, man, I love it. Yeah, it's going to be a, another thing that we're going to be doing. Again, cruiserweight title is on the line. Somebody's got to pick up the strap, uh, and then we may have a money in the bank uh, swimming contest so Dan can win it back at the end <laughs> yeah, of the year. You're, <laughs> you're about to you're about to see my picks in week three and on get real Big Ten heavy once I can scout these boys a little bit. But uh, that is going to be my specialty because that's 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 where I make my bread and butter is when the Big Ten conference starts. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy doing this, and I think the other part of it is is like once the parlays start happening, I got to start researching into those because parlays and props are are, are part of uh, of betting now, and a lot of people make some good money on taking that risk because you can bet ten dollars and make a thousand if you get the right mm-hmm. if you hit the right parlay. So yeah. for those of you guys that are bold, uh, stay tuned. If you guys are not bold, just watch the games. If you don't have the money to bet, don't bet. That's that's the first part of uh, admitting that you have a problem is uh, don't doing it, <laughs> you know. But if you <laughs> if you got the cash and you're looking to, you know, generate a little bit of revenue passively through uh, your sports gambling, uh, this is the show for you. But the reality of it is, is uh, this is Rob the Angle Colonel. You got Trigger Joe here and Dano Icabesa. We are closing out the College Football Roundtable for – God, it's already week two. Can you believe it? Like, bam, football season is in full effect. And we thank you guys for checking us out. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Beat Navy. Thanks for listening to the Ask for Football College Football Roundtable. Please join us again soon for another episode of the College Football Roundtable. Be on the lookout for the next Army football show. Please continue to follow us on all social media platforms at As for Football. We thank you for your continued support of As for Football, the Black Knights football team, and Army athletics. And as always, beat Navy.